In Georgia Ag Review for the week of March 14th, immigration was the word of the week. Well, for our week nine legislative update, it's the same song, just a different verse, as we continue to discuss immigration reform. Brian Toller, president of Georgia Agribusiness Council, tells us that now is the time for contacting your senators as they're not currently hearing from employers. We would really like to see an effort made by lawmakers to tour the state of Georgia and meet with all industry sectors that have a hard time finding labor. Meet with these sectors and find out what those business needs are before we start putting more regulations and more mandates in place that make it difficult to do business in our state. Producers who want to speak out against this proposed legislation can visit ga-agribusiness.org. We have a link to access the list of senators with all their email addresses. And a simple email from someone in the state that's putting local Georgians to work is a good way to send a message to them to say how this legislation will affect your business and how you can hire people so that you can do your job effectively and run the economy that is so important here in the state. Julie McPeak with Southeast Stagnet. And with Livestock News, Randall Wiseman had this on the CAFO rule. Earlier this week, in a unanimous decision, a federal court ruled the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency cannot require livestock operations to obtain Clean Water Act permits unless they are discharging manure into a waterway of the United States. A U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit in New Orleans said EPA exceeded its statutory authority in requiring concentrated animal feeding operations that propose or that might discharge to apply for CWA permits. The National Pork Producers Council, American Farm Bureau Federation, United Aid Producers, and several other ag groups sued EPA over its so-called CAFO rule. EPA had sought to require permits even for operations that had a potential to discharge. And we wrap up for this week with this question from Everett Greiner. All right, if I invest my money in a piece of land, it's up to me to decide what crops I want to grow, right? But next door, my neighbor wants to grow organic crops. All right, suppose my choice is genetically modified soybeans. The uncontrollable cross-pollination caused by the wind drift and insects affects his crops. What it amounts to is my neighbor is not able to grow the crops of his choice. Well, is there any room for compromise? If the disagreement goes to court, can the court justify a decision? This is a controversy that's happening right now, and so far, negotiations, court orders, even the Department of Agriculture have not come up with an acceptable solution. So far, science has given GM crops a clean slate. They're safe, but a field of transgenic alfalfa next to a field of organically grown tomatoes? Uh Uh-uh. It's not going to work. So... Whose rights will prevail? And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.